Welcome to the 55th episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding and The Power Shop, <gasps> where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm Chronicle Associate Editor Aaron Vantile, joined as always by Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz and the Hoquiam Hustler himself, Luke Kilgore. Doesn't, doesn't Aaron sound a bit like low energy today? Yeah, he does. Like, well, I think it's because he got demoted from Editor-in-Chief to Associate. Oh, back it was to a, Associate. It was, a, it was a tough blow for my ego. Yes, yeah. it's true. Interesting. How are you guys doing? I'm swell. Yeah. Swell is, is a good word. I, I think I'm doing pretty wonderful, honestly. We got, we got swell and swole in the, uh, in the podcast booth today. Mm-hmm. Luke, if you realized your dream of becoming a professional wrestler, would Hoquiam Hustler be your name? Because that's a pretty <laughs> good name. Maybe, maybe starting out. Oh, when you're doing the smaller circuits. Yeah, yeah. You think yeah. Hoquiam Hustler is going to fly and make the big bucks? I don't know about that. You mm. could. I mean, isn't there a, uh, a Grace Harbor-centric professional wrestler out there oh, already? Uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, what's his time world champion? He doesn't have a very creative name. He's from Aberdeen, Washington. Well, that's I mean, what his, makes it good, though. His name is his real name is Brian Danielson, and then <laughs> WWE's like, "That's not gonna do. We got to own." What him. a stupid name! Yeah. You gotta We're gonna give you two up. first names. <laughs> All right, it's Tuesday, July thirteenth, and boys, we miss cheese days. <sighs> Speak for yourself. Wait, really? You I, went? Did you no, go? I, I didn't make it. You didn't go do some <laughs> some frog jumping or see the big cheeses heading up the parade. Um, I personally, I can't speak for either of you, was at the Hope Alliance Golf Tournament, uh, raising money for survivors of domestic uh, you abuse. You can't speak for either of us? Mm-hmm. I think you could speak for me, as I was also there. But I wouldn't. Uh, my back hurt from <laughs> carrying our team to a uh, out-of-the-running finish. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did fun. not win. It's, it's, the state tourney days are gone for we, you, buddy. <laughs> we did have a good time, though. Um, didn't Winlock just have their 100th egg days? Yeah, yeah, they so, did. So mm-hmm. the same year, they were both just like, you know what? We need a festival. See, so, reporter who Isabel, came first, the cheese of the egg? Yeah, Isabel Vandersoop, fine reporter. She straightened us out on that. It's actually 102 years that they've had cheese days. This is just the 100th um, event. So I'm guessing they probably missed one for World War II, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then COVID. Like, maybe those are the two. And then yeah. Winlock, there's a huge dispute over whether it was actually the 100th anniversary or not. Like, anything we posted about it, truthers jumped into the comments, and they were like, well, they've been doing it for, like, 120 years or something like that. Says the 120-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that reminds me of the time the Winlock basketball coach told me it was uh, the first time in 125 years of Winlock basketball they'd won a district championship, and basketball had only been invented, like, 100 years before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic move. Yeah. Call him out, you coward. <laughs> uh, also, Insert Coin opened in downtown Centralia. I went there cool. Sunday. How was it? It was fun. Have you been there? Not yet. I think uh, Ty and I are going to stop by after so, this. So I can see like the potential. There's a ton of machines, a lot of retro ones. Um, they also have like a beer wall, like a self-serve beer wall. Uh, it doesn't sound like trouble. Like No, not at all. They give you like a, They give you a card. And you put it into a slot, mm-hmm. and then you can just pour your own beer, and it basically charges you per ounce like a, a gas. Oh, that's station cool. Would. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. So, um, feels yeah. like there's going to be some unhealthy competitions that arise <laughs> out of the quantifying part of this. I mean, I think it's all the better for business. But uh, yeah, they got a ton of retro stuff. It's really fun. Uh, some of the machines were out of order, but I mean, they just opened up. So, and yeah. this is on the 300 block, I believe, of North Tower it's Avenue. On the left. If anybody's curious where it's at, across from Dory. Crawler did a live video there, and every single one of the comments was, "Where is this?" So, and it's mm-hmm. I met the whole family. I met, uh, I believe, Dan is the is the owner, the dad, 
I met the daughter and the wife as well, and they were all very, very nice, and it just it seemed very wholesome, and I enjoyed it. All right, cool. Yeah. There it is. There's your endorsement for it's Insert a, Coin. Yeah, it's, yeah. A biz, it's a couple from Olympia, I believe, yes. um, that's coming down here. So it's nice to see somebody coming and investing in a community that not necessarily is their own, but they think it's going to work and looks cool. I mean, that's got to be one of the coolest new businesses we've got in a long time. Yeah. yeah I know definitely. a lot of people, especially around my age group, that were super stoked for it. So, 40? Yeah. yeah. My age group? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right, Projection. we've got a <laughs> lot of news topics to get to today. What, Some hey, of them. What's more... going on? Are you tired? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, no, there's just some topics. I, I don't know. I might use the pass uh, <gasps> option. You don't get it. You're the host. I... <laughs> yeah, you don't get a pass. Fine, whatever. You just uh, have to read what's there. <laughs> <laughs> First news item up. Larry Miner leaves his dream job at KELA KMNT. He's Great been man. the uh, Kilgore. You know him a little bit. Yeah, I do. Great guy. Um, He's the what the station manager GM yeah the GM yeah GM for years now uh, yeah he started at our local radio station in 1982 it's 39 years ago he's also a renowned um, racetrack announcer really South Sound Speedway he was he was their guy for a long time well I'll be damned yeah. Uh, yeah, I've run into Larry a few times over the years covering sports and stuff. He would announce some WFOS uh, basketball games, things like that, on the radio. And Claudia Yaw had a nice story on him. I like the part where it details uh, him growing up in Montana in a small town. That was pretty fun. I like that the town was called Kevin. Yeah, that's a very cool name. Is there a, is there a Kyle? Probably. <laughs> Chad. Chad Montana. Chad. There, there is a Chad country. My bad. <laughs> yeah, there is. That is a place. Uh, so congrats on your retirement, Larry. I hope you enjoy it. And the big question, is this the type of job opening to lure young Luke Kilgore back home permanently? And will Ooh. the station manager, the new <laughs> station manager, finally pull the trigger and make an offer to a couple of the town's hottest podcasters? <laughs> Do I smell a big brain? <laughs> Probably, probably not. not. Yeah, both probably counts. Yeah, it's going to be a no. A big no on both yeah. counts. I like the description of his hometown, though, when he said uh, he could throw a baseball across it. That's either like That's... a sick brag or a burn on the town. I think it's a burn on the town. We're not a burn, just saying it's small. Is there a town in our coverage area that our best baseball player could throw a baseball across? Uh, Vader, probably? Yeah. I don't know. It's still, you know, yeah. the city limits are no joke. How big is Doty? That's not. A, that's not. A, there's no city limits there. Oh, okay, sorry. That's more of like a like a village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like sure. a, it was a logging community. But um, I did. I do want to say before we move on. Um, got to work with Larry for a number of years over at KMNT and KELA, and got to run board for some of his broadcasts as well, and uh, just have a lot of really good conversations with him. And he's as professional as they come, but yet knows how to have fun and class act. Um, and you could, he was old fashioned and old school and he had those really cool, unique calls on his broadcast. They were always super clean mm-hmm. and professionally done. So enjoy retirement, buddy. Yeah. Absolutely. And hopefully get, get over cancer. Cause I know he was, he was diagnosed with cancer shortly after oh. yeah. uh, announcing his retirement, but he says he feels better than he ever has. And so here's hoping for the best. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. In other retirement news, Steve Ward retiring after 28 years at Centralia College. What a back-to-back. Yeah, he has, been, he has been the college's vice president of finances and administration for 28 years. 
He's been credited as the visionary who helped turn the campus from a, quote, high school with ashtrays in the 70s and 80s into an alluring, <laughs> regionally renowned facility. Many see it as today. Uh, I kind of like the high school with ashtrays. Where did that quote come from? That came from Steve Ward, I believe. It wasn't attributed in the story, but um, Eric he Rosane that. wrote that story, and I think that was where he pulled it from. So, But I think that was probably accurate. I mean, even when I showed yeah, up man. in 2003, um, it looked... The campus looked nothing like it does today. It still had yeah, the remnants, smaller, like yeah. half of it was, it was like one foot over the fence into this new era, and then a lot of the buildings still felt like a high school. But no yeah. ashtrays in 2003. Here's the thing, man. Toot your own horn, Steve Ward, because you deserve it all day. <laughs> he did it. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he completely modernized the college, and, I mean, obviously there were a lot of other hands involved um, getting the, the bachelor's programs and the baccalaureate stuff and all of that, but, I mean... He was part of their glow up, their major, major glow up, and they're a well respected college with, you know, a beautiful aesthetic, honestly. It's still growing, too. Like, I think his yeah. legacy will also include the big sports complex that's going in over there, and I cannot wait for that to go in. It'd yes. be awesome to just be able to walk down and watch some college sports, like, just down the road. I mean, yeah. I'll drive, let's be honest. But, <laughs> yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Fort close Rocks. enough uh, where you could feasibly you could feasibly walk. Uh, what are they going to name after Steve Ward? They've already done it. Done the plaza. Yeah. Is it's, it? It's uh, one of our pictures, which I'm sure you read the story, Aaron, as you always do. Every Obviously, story. I did. Where do you think I got this information? <laughs> There's a man, he's testy today, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> man, crabby. Jeez, I'm a little scared to pod right now. Well, <laughs> Ward Plaza, though, it's named after him. Yeah, that's a that's nice. that sounds good. Yeah, is that over by the gym? Yeah, uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's over next to uh, the statue of Aaron Van Tyle in the nude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the reaching for the reaching stars. For the stars was, yeah. uh, so, like the theater and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the model yeah. for that. People Washington forget that. People do forget Hall. that. <laughs> yeah, people uh, do. 20, 20 years ago? 20 Biologically years ago. accurate statue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people are always saying, uh, <laughs> what a, what a beautifully like smooth <laughs> rendering. Um, <laughs> all right, next news item. Can't, one more thing about Ward is, so just one more thing. I went to look up old photos. I thought it'd be cool to get an old fo- photo of Steve Ward and put it next to his retirement photo in the paper. Yeah. He looks the, la- the same yes, he for does. like the last He's 30 years. Well, yeah. My goodness. Him and Wade Fisher, who's an instructor yeah. over at Central yeah. College. I feel like they, maybe they've got a special pocket of China Creek that's, you know... <laughs> Just fountain of youth. They're going over into Ward Plaza and just like dipping <laughs> into the waters. I don't know. I just yeah, Wade Fisher too. He, that man does not age. They literally, yeah, they look the same that they did thirty. Great years instructor, ago. Wade Fisher. Yeah, one of my favorites, mentor of mine for sure. But Steve Ward, amazing human being. Yeah, he's cool. Deserves guy. deserves all of the. Surely he'll accolades. be our hero of the week. Oh, I think I re- didn't. I suggest that either last week or the week before. Yeah, and we told mm-hmm. you to wait. Yeah. Yeah, just had to. Here it is. Wait to give the the pub to the cron. All right. Um, so also, there's a primary election coming up. Nice. So here's what's on your primary ballot in Lewis County. The notes just say, "Oh, we just had an election." Who wrote those notes? <laughs> Me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's a few things that are in fact on the primary ballot. You can vote for Centralia City Council District One. We got Shell Wilder, Lisa Stridinger, and Cameron McGee, who McGee is the incumbent there. Uh, another city council position, Rebecca Stabler, Meta Hogan, and Sarah Althauser. Meta Hogan has stepped out of that race for um, 
for family reasons. Well, I'd say two person. She'd still be on the ballot. And then uh, another Centralia position, Rhoda Angove, Curtis Engel, and Max Vote. The Curtis Engel, isn't he like? Oh, I'm on the Curtis Engel train. Something of a takesman. He is something oh, of a takesman. Curtis. If you're a print subscriber, otherwise read the Chronicle, you will notice his uh, full page ads. He likes to take out, um, making various attempts at points. Great. Yeah, he, he I'm a big a fan of, of him. He invests in local journalism. Makes a lot of points at the uh, debates as well. Yeah. Always a good time. He told, uh, we'll have a story in on, his, on that race in Thursday's edition, and he suggested to Eric Rosane that out at the Transalta property, once they shut down, we should create a factory where they create nuclear reactors. Yeah, sure. Jobs, man. Just pump them out and ship them to other communities. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so Max Vote? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. Isn't Max Vote um, the what, mayor pro tem? He is. And, and he might be named mayor like here in coming days? Uh, here in the coming hour um, at the John, Centralia John. City Council meeting tonight. Wow. Though my money, and uh, by the time this podcast comes out, I'll, I'll know one way or the other. I kind of feel it might be Mark Wesley. Isn't Mark Wesley? Yeah. Mark newest Wesley. guy. He just seems to be he is a fan universally fan. Like beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, other open positions. Bourne's got a city council position open. Vader's mayor is open. A Vader city council position. Eatonville school district. We mapped out Eatonville. It includes like 10 homes in Lewis County. Perfect. So not covering it. Uh, <laughs> nice. On Alaska school district. Rochester school district. Uh, Fire district 6. Chehalis commissioner. Four person race there. Yeah. And then there's some... Uh, Fire and EMS levies that are also up for grabs. Well, not up for grabs, but up for approval in Onalaska, Toledo, Napoline, and Winlock. Dang, dude. These we're elections gonna, really don't ever stop. We're going <laughs> to do something fun. You want the elections to stop? No. No. Stop the count. Uh, no. <laughs> stop the steal. Uh, next week, next Wednesday, we're going to send a reporter to the Lewis County Auditor's Office logic and accuracy test that they Ooh. do before every election. I don't know what it is. We've always run a brief saying that they're doing it. I think I suggested this last time. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. Great job, Associate Editor. Um, no yeah. longer Editor-in-Chief. Yeah. No, he never was. <laughs> uh, last you. week, I heard... He different. pines for that position, but he'll never have it over, <laughs> over my dead body. Well, it was self-proclaimed. <laughs> so we'll, we'll let you guys know what a logic and accuracy test is, but it feels like a hot topic this day and age, so we're going to check it out. All right. Good call. Our Real next, good call. our next topic: um, a petition urges the urges Lewis County to become a Second Amendment sanctuary county. You're especially excited about this one. <sighs> Commissioner Sean Swope wants mm. it to be a First and Second Amendment sanctuary city, which is ironic <laughs> because it ensures everyone's freedom to call up Swope and threaten him for his insensitive remarks about trans people. <laughs> Swope is also against private company Twitter banning the president for violating its terms of service, which. I don't know how that is uh, relevant on a county level, but it sounds like the county infringing on any uh, private company's rights to conduct business. Anyway, it's important to remember that all of these proclamations don't really mean anything. Oh, I, I, I disagree. There are still state and federal laws which supersede county proclamations. Oh, uh, when it comes to laws, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, when my experience... When it comes to words, I mean they're words. My experience, and I don't mean this to insult public officials or elected officials, I should say, um, it's really hard to get the public engaged in government when you're talking about, you know, potholes or, uh, you know, uh, riverside zoning laws or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like politicians, every once in a while, they got to grab a big, big issue that's going to draw the public in to actually care 
care about what they're doing, and then that's what they'll remember when they go to vote. Oh, that's the guy who you know what I do love is that you, you said uh, every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. every yeah. now and, and again. Then you have someone who has the pedal to the metal, <laughs> literally every week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, these are as you just mentioned, they're a way for elected officials to tip their cap to the loudest people in the room and tell them that. What they want is far more important than spending their time solving any real issues the county might have. Yeah, you really put what Schwartz's point was very <laughs> bluntly. Yeah, yeah. as an update on it, it did get approved today by the county oh. commissioners. We'll have a story on that in Thursday's edition by Claudia Yaw. And I First and Second Amendment? I have not seen the story myself. Um, however, I'm just trying to take a look here. It's a citizen's rights proclamation, um, which... One person who read it noted spells out the Bill of Rights, but conveniently excludes freedom of the press. Right. Great. <laughs> right. So, I'm glad the county hey, is good, going to good. bad. Good, good. Skip this one. Good. I'm glad the county is going to bad for everyone's rights except this podcast. I don't know if that's We true. love that I said for us. Someone really, told me. News. I haven't read it myself. I'll have to read it in the Chronicle like everyone else. Oh, someone told me I have to read it for myself. Sounds kind of like the commissioners discussing the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> So does that mean that the commissioner should also stop, like, um, you know, domestic violence support week and, like, I mean, because you, surely you can't be against all resolutions and proclamations that do nothing. No. Uh, so, like, law enforcement not. support week. I know you, you're not very strong in that category. But yes, everybody knows I hate supporting anything. <laughs> no, I meant law enforcement specifically. <clears throat> wow. Ooh, suspicious. Speaking of hippies. Um, those are <laughs> actually call. fairly in line with uh, existing laws, whereas these are meant to stand up against any state and federal laws, I believe, is kind of the, the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I believe the, the argument was we are going to pass these so we can, you know, establish that we might not decide to enforce certain laws that come in. I don't know. On the other hand, I think a good portion of Lewis County might be concerned that their guns are going to be taken away eventually. That's true. Eventually. Um, so getting some support from your local elected county commissioner is probably meaningful to them. Um, yeah, sure. I'm not, I, I actually agree with you, you as far as this goes. But, I mean, if we start unpacking government <laughs> actions that do nothing, we're going to be here for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's just... I mean, mean, on the other hand, 90% of this podcast (laughs) is, in fact, discussing government actions that do nothing. Yeah. Uh, Maybe 85%. I just just think, speaking of percentages, I think that you can, you know, maybe ratio your time a little better as far as what what you choose to do as a public official. You could maybe try to be a entertaining celebrity maybe like 50% of the time. I want to see a referee at I want to see a referee at uh, county commissioners meetings that is kind of like the NBA referees where they call for flopping and any oh, yeah. any signs of grandstanding they just oh, blow yeah. a whistle. And, and it like, should be Larry Grove the auditor. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it should absolutely be Larry Grove the auditor. Yes, so. No nonsense. Uh, Winlock, Morton, Mossy Rock, Toledo, and Napa Vine have all already passed uh, similar measures. The only thing surprising about that list is PL's not on it. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine PL will follow suit. Uh, props to Morton for being a trend leader in this area. Mm-hmm. Ah. Hmm. Yes. Uh, glad the county and Morton can agree on something. You know, I for one support the U.S. Constitution, Aaron. As do I. I'm still on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Damn millennials. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Our next news item. Science guy Bill Nye has a message for Lewis County. During a visit to Mount St. Helens, uh, the short version is Bill Nye. Can you Nye, just say Bill Nye the science guy so you pretend to know what you're talking about? That's, that was the headline. I know, but it's... He's just, just Bill, guys. No. 
Anyway, Bill Nye, the science guy, went to a mountain and told people to get vaccinated, and people on Facebook called him a fraud. Which the, the big story about this is that Nightcrawler was there shooting photos, and he got a picture of himself and Bill Nye with Mount St. Helens in the background. And when he posted it, he made sure to point out that photo credit was due to Trudy Inslee for snapping that photo of him. I, I saw that, too. He what flexed a, in, like, five different ways. It was. What a flex by it was, But it was worthwhile. It was yeah. good. It was a good picture. I think um, that belongs in a museum, and if you guys don't blow that up somewhere in this office. It should. Maybe in the studio. It's a here. good one. We have to screenshot the whole photo and the caption and everything. Yes. Um, yes. I'm a big fan of Bill Nye. I'm going to I'm going to preface it with that, but I don't think he... I mean, I, he wasn't really trying to encourage Lewis County residents to do anything. In my book, he was mocking them. I mean, he imitated a crying baby at one point, and like he called <laughs> them Lewis all... Lewis County would never. And, and he called them all Mr. Hamilton. Like, I... I don't really. I love Bill Nye. I'm just saying he was mocking the county. He was not really encouraging them to um, do anything. I mean, yeah. Like, how dare somebody mock the people of Lewis County? I'm not who, angry who about would it. Never mock a public. Official. I'm not angry about it. I'm just Here's saying that <laughs> I'm not going to say never. it was this you know wise scientist up there just trying to get people to do the right thing. It was taking pot shots. Um, I would agree if the Hamilton sign has never said anything derogatory about uh, anybody. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. that. I was impressed. I was impressed, though. I mean, that does speak to, like, when people complain about the Hamilton sign and some of its more, like, aggressive messages. They're like, how do you think people on the outside look? And it's like, Claudia, the reporter, brought up the Twin Cities, and he immediately was like, oh, I know that town, Hamilton sign. Like, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like she brought that up. <laughs> so, it, you know, this worldwide, worldwide celebrity... Um, and, yeah, then, and, you know, and to be fair, like I'm fine with people making fun of elected officials or Bill Nye or whoever, but don't get offended if then like yeah. they make a joke at your expense. Also, like it's kind of ironic because they were you know you're not a scientist and he's not he's an entertainer he's a science communicator he's an entertainer with with a nice degree in engineering and he's got like ten I looked this up I Wikipedia'd him so. Yeah. Uh, he's got like 10 honorary degrees in science from different universities. But those and, are honorary. Hey, listen, he's got 19 Emmys. Do any of these haters have <laughs> 19 also, Emmys? It's also worth pointing out that if you're going to clown on Bill Nye for not, in fact, being a scientist and being an entertainer, um, I have bad news about the news. Mm-hmm. Yikes. No, I, uh, I love... Besides our news. I'm a big yeah, fan of Bill Nye. I love that he came to the coverage area. I thought it was great, personally. I was just... Feeling like making that one point. Yeah. The people Shall we... should be mad because it was inflammatory. No, not that they should be mad, but just don't act like Bill Nye went up there and got bullied. He was dishing it out too. It was going both ways. Yeah, he was dishing it. He was dishing on. adorable they two, those two look. They Is do. It Bill Nye and Crawler. I can't see No, it's Bill Nye and Jay. Bill and, Bill and Jay Inslee. There's also a bit of confusion because uh, Jay, um, Jared, our Nightcrawler, he goes by Jay as well. So there's a who's on first type situation at the proofing table um, when they were looking at the pages. <laughs> I was hoping it was like there in live action a who's on first. No, it was it was great because Claudia was talking about Jay and they're like, you know Governor Inslee well enough. You just call him Jay. She's like, oh no, it was a Nightcrawler. And it then- would have been funnier if they were on the mountain and Bill and I was like, Jay, what do you think? And Nightcrawler stepped up and was like, Well, actually, mm, yeah. the mountain, as you can see, is due for another eruption any minute now. And also vaccines. I don't know. We had Isabel Vanderstoop there too. So at one point, Jay Vanderstoop got confused in the in the scuffle. So it was a three Jay scuffle. Oh, man. That's wonderful. <laughs> All right, shall we move on to fair news? Yeah. 
Uh, the Southwest Washington Fair has announced its music lineup for the 2021 fair. Oh, man. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Nothing Buckle brings up, the cynics fellas. out more than this story every year. Uh, let's see. Here are who will be performing. The Kingsman, who sang Louie Louie, a cover of Louie Louie, I believe, but they're yeah, quite but famous. Yeah, but was, it was the famous one, and it's the unofficial theme for Washington State. All-female ACDC cover band Hell's Bells. Which they're good. Elvis impersonator Danny Vernon. I went to a Christmas party that he was at. Decent. Uh, Ron Artis in The Truth. Not going to be confused Ooh, with Ron, Ron Artest and the Metal World Peace. <laughs> the Blues Power Review. Oh, sounds cool. Slimmest Shadiest, an Eminem cover band. <laughs> that's, not, that's not on the list. Apollo LTD. A live recording of popular podcast Big Boys and Body Slam. Oh, wait, heck wait a minute. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> heck Unspoken. Yeah. The Rose. Chris Gunther and the Honky Talk Drifters. Chris Gunther wasn't on the list, I don't think. Yeah, he was. Was he? Okay. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> Nick and the Underdogs. Sucker Punched, which is uh, the Toledo Chief of Police's band, and the Edgewater Trio. And also a one-hour performance of Nightcrawler dancing on stage while shooting photos. <laughs> That's great. Going to be some self-portraits. Of himself. Yes. Of himself. I'm just excited they're having the fair. That's great. A lot of other communities canceled theirs. Clark County canceled. Thurston County canceled. Yeah. I don't know. There's always a chance, though. Numbers are kind of turning on COVID now. You never know. Well, nothing will stop the fair at this point. I don't the think so. It's got yeah. too much momentum. Are you going to tell the Rose not to show up? <laughs> too much momentum. Not. Who's the greatest uh, performer at the Southwest Washington Fair ever that you're aware of? Oh, Neil McCoy was pretty big. Oh, Foreigner? Ooh. Foreigner was big. Didn't Blue Oyster Colt do it once? I can't remember. I have the correct answer if you'd like it. Was it Weird Al Yankovic? Willie Nelson. Yeah, Willie's good. We had one of the old sheriffs. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been McCroskey, but it might have been the guy before him, too. It was just, there was some fun pot-related stories involving Willie Nelson showing up. Weird Al also deserves to be on the list. Yeah, Yeah. Weird Al's great. I saw him uh, at a theater like three years ago. Was he I performing or was he just there? Yeah, he was just chilling. No. He does a great live no, show. He was, yeah, he was playing a show. My brother got us tickets, and he literally did a wardrobe change for every single song, and he was quite the showman. Rick Bannon yeah. covered him. He was a He's a reflector reporter on one of our other papers, and he was an intern here, and he went and covered it and said that the man just works on the stage. Yeah, like he's insane. giving it all he's got, Full Captain. Sweat yeah. from, like me from the moment he gets out there. <laughs> gotta respect it. I used to watch he only I think it only was on for one year, but the Weird Al show that was on. It oh, came yeah. on right around when I used to watch Bill Nye. No, it was a live action thing. Oh. Kind of a Pee Wee's yeah, Funhouse type situation. Like, it's Pee Wee's Playhouse first yeah. of all. But. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's not even your era. No. Did you catch not. it in reruns? Yeah, my brother's oh. ten years older than me. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, we got one more news item. That's why you're so mature. Oh, thank you. Lewis County Coroner's Office asked commissioners to raise the hourly wage for casual help. Hourly wage, not rage. The coroner's office is petitioning the county to (laughs) increase the... Well, there's probably a lot of hourly rage involved, too. To increase the hourly rate of pay for the office's casual employees who, despite making significantly less than full-time employees, have historically responded to most of the office's calls they work eight-hour shifts and get $25 if they don't get any calls. What? And then 14 to 16 an hour if they do. Uh, of course, this means if they do work, which is basically going out and tending to a dead body, for 14 to $16 an hour while they're on call. Yeah, give them raises. Yeah. Yeah, it's or, a, it's a no, no-brainer. Or if they don't have to respond to any dead bodies, how about give them more than 25 bucks for just, you know, chilling for the day? Yeah. So There's got to be some other work they could be doing during that time. <laughs> 
Also, yeah, but, what yeah. about that is casual help? Hey, you're on call, I guess. I think it's more of like a, a classification. You want to sign up, Kilgore? You want no. to be uh... <laughs> No, not even a little bit. You know, There's nothing you casual kids about just treating... won't work. The county budget director said, too, that it's nowhere close to being like other counties, so it's kind of a miracle that they're staying anyways when they so, can just go over the county line and make a respectable wage. Oh, is it way more? Um, yeah, other counties are paying a lot more. So McLeod is they asking... They pay between 18 and 31 an hour. McLeod is asking oh. to raise the hourly rate to 21.32, a low point on the salary grid for regular full-time employees at the coroner's office. 21.32 an hour works out to, what, like 42000 a year? Yeah, mm-hmm. salary. Like that. And I so, think uh, we have to note, Warren McLeod was out in front screaming about not wanting a raise for himself around yeah. this time last year. Um, it ended up passing anyways, uh, but he thought it was just wrong, and one of his things at the time was just take that money and put it towards the help, like the people help, helping out. So mm-hmm. I also really enjoyed one of his quotes that could easily be taken out of context, but he said, people don't pass away, people don't move on, they die, and most people don't want to deal with it because it's a frightening thing for most people to think about. Mm. It's very, very true. <laughs> like We always have to tell reporters, like, there's this, uh, like, there's this, you want to not write they died, especially if you're in a story that's like you're trying to show some heart. So you always write right. like they passed away or mm-hmm. they moved on. And I always change it to die. So that's yeah. a quote that I really understand. Yeah. So anything Appreciate, else? not Warren understand. McLeod's I haven't said, died yet. My boys are showing up in the corner car. <laughs> you're only paying a 14 and $16 an hour. <laughs> Uh, the county did say that they they seem like they're in favor of it. They want to hold another meeting in August and wait and see what the budget looks like. They're so. just trying to get people to forget. Yeah. That's crazy that he, I, I forgot about that, that he actually appealed to the people. Well, well, he who, was, who votes on that, he's, by the he's way? He's a principled fella. He is. And who, he was, who votes not on only that? did he like oppose it in public, he wrote, I believe he wrote a letter about it. Also, it was like when we post the story, he would jump into the comments. He's known for that. Yeah. And he was also in there just like, no, don't do this. This is stupid. Notable like a, commenter, Warren McLeod. Yeah. I'm well, a big fan of Warren. A takesman. Who, who a vote? true takesman. Mm-hmm. Was that the public that votes on that? No, the county commissioners vote on that. Yeah. That's crazy that he appealed like that and <laughs> didn't convince him. Yeah. Good man. Good man. No, we're paying yeah. you anyway. It's still wild to me that the coroner is an elected position. I know it's standard practice, but uh, as we've noted before, there was an editor here at the Chronicle who was also the elected coroner. At least one, maybe two. Yeah. But in Montana, when I worked at the newspaper there, the elected sheriff is automatically also the coroner. So that's a little more problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just, they could literally shoot someone and declare they died by something else. All right. Um, Kilgore, I got, a, I got a question for you. Mm. What's, your, what's your dream house look like? My dream house. You got you got you're expecting what like walk in closets for your dozens and dozens of uh, basketball jerseys. It's yes, one special room just for uh, Paul George jerseys. <laughs> Specifically, Paul George. Uh, you've got a you some type like a one man five woman hot tub situation. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I would like a hot tub though. Uh, outdoor fire pit for all your entertaining. Of course, I'd love to a, entertain. A massive kitchen cooking up your protein heavy health meals or someone else at least. Sauna. Oh, of course. Uh, you want vaulted ceilings, correct? Uh, at least 15 feet high, but yeah. And a 10-person gym-style waterfall shower? I don't know about gym-style. Just, just, just raining from the ceiling. I was thinking more, yeah, from straight to the ceiling, like more tropical. But What about, you should get an outdoor shower, too. That'd be sick. That would be sick. Walk-in refrigerator full of your favorite drink, Zima. Uh, w- wait a minute. And you suggested bidets in every room, right? 
Uh, no, that absolutely was something I did. I, uh, you know, if you're in the hunt for a home, um, you know, part of part of finding the perfect home is finding the perfect mortgage consultant. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you do you know a guy? Um, I, I've heard some names, but you, you got one for me. Here. Have you heard of uh, Summit Funding, the home loan experts? Is that is that where what is his name like? Jason, Jason Gillespie, <gasps> your boy, Jason. He'll hook you up with everything you need and explain the process. So when you find this perfect home with everything we have mentioned uh, previously, just give Jason a call at Summit Funding. That's 360-330-4037 in his office. You could fax him if you'd like, 360-205-4099. Maybe draw a picture of the house you're going to buy. That's what I prefer. Those bidets. Yeah. Uh, email him, Gillespie Team at summitfunding.net, or just pop into his office, uh, 1616 South Gold Street in Centralia. Nine eight five three one, of course. But uh, yeah, go see go see Jasic at Summit Funding, and of course, as always, use promo code NewsDump and get fifty percent <laughs> off your first. You're house. gonna get a sued. I'm just I'm just so excited though because I mean I'm gonna have bidets in every room, and it's all just, thanks to Jasic Gillespie. <laughs> I'm sure he would be so proud. All right, guys, shall we move on to Tales from the Takes page, a.k.a. the opinion section? I just want to say I really appreciate Summit Funding making this possible. Just a serious... I'm mm. very thankful. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's Someone's very nice sad that he's I, not I sat in on a sales meeting today, which is not something I normally do, and uh, they, they, they support us, so they make this possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we would do it for free. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tales from the Takes pigs. Whatever. Yep. Page. Michael wrote a call. Michael Wager commentary. Critical race theory is a red herring pushed by the right. What? What? Uh, what? I read this column and yeah, I agree. Like Michael's not far off. He I took would... an honest look at it and yeah. Schwartz, your thoughts? He really does so swing that pendulum. My thoughts are that so his his column included the um, I guess resolution or, or wording passed by the Shahale School Board um, that was kind of meant to maybe address critical race theory mm-hmm. and he came to the conclusion it was a uh, you know red herring and thanked the school district for taking that take we also had a guest commentary um shale school district passes resolution against teaching race uh, critical race theory and this was uh, by Liv fine from the washington policy center she used the same bullet points and came to the conclusion that the wording is against critical race theory are you opposition telling me to it two separate columnists <laughs> Wrote about critical race theory without fully understanding it. No, no, no. I'm telling you that I think that the wording is so perfect on the Centralia School District's like resolution that they passed. You could um, draw your that own they can go either way with it. You read it and it's like, oh, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything based on on race. That's that's wonderful. But if you wanted to flip over and look from the other side, it's like, oh, this is reasonable. This isn't critical race theory. So I I say bravo to the Shahela School Board. Uh, yeah, one of the lines is understanding and learning from these failures is a necessary part of a quality education, which I believe is, you know what, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's perfectly worded. <laughs> it was yeah. very well done. That's all I'm saying. Whose hand Great do we work. need to shake on that? Uh, you know what, you got it? two hands. Shake <laughs> them all. So yeah, Michael makes some good points, and uh, the official count on how many times he mentioned his lakeside shack, none. Oh. Bravo, Michael. I ah, took the week off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure next week, next week's column. <laughs> Chuck at my sweet house. Um, he really is listening and like taking our input into consideration. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he is. Yeah. 
just before we move on to your next column, I do want to note John McCroskey had a column this week, and he directly um, spoke to the um, who I call the Market Street Strangler, the guy that grabbed the bartender by the oh, neck. That's, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's our next topic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he was in court today, so we'll have a follow-up in Thursday's paper. Oh, great. Um, so, yeah, We're John so McCroskey's column was titled, Back in My Day, Grumble, Grumble, Grumble. <laughs> uh, in the first half of this column, McCroskey kind of vaguely shakes his fist at the idea that people would be critical of America's past, but he doesn't really get into any specifics or mention much of anything. How it was, dare you? It was more like... How dare you? Back in my day, we just started reading, writing, and arithmetic. And people now, maybe not? Science? And then in the second half of his column, he does more of what I think he should spend more of his column doing. Which is weighing in on things he has real on-the-job experience with, which is namely law enforcement. And then, as you mentioned, he does talk about the Market Street Strangler and how, well, which I don't think that's a technical term. What, the Market Street Strangler? Yeah. Oh, it's going to catch on. Did you just um, say a tentacle term? Te- <laughs> technical. Having a rough day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he talks about that and how the guy should have been arrested, which is the common sense consensus that people thought. My favorite part about the column was how he's like, now I'm not going to tell this chief how to do his job, but, but what and then he done? told him exactly how to do his job. <laughs> Call yeah. someone in on overtime. I don't know. Yeah, I could do something. <laughs> exactly. Make it work. Wait, so so the homeboy video. really did just strangle the bartender and then just go home? Yeah, there was, a, it was on video, um, I have to say the Market Street Pub was not too happy with our story, um, just as a caveat in case someone there <laughs> hears it. Um, I still think it was very accurate. But the video, he was supposed to pay his bill. He didn't want to pay his bill. Um, I, I've heard it was because he didn't want his wife to know he was out drinking. Um, well, so, who hasn't out. been there? And <laughs> yeah, he just grabbed her by the neck and like drags her out of frame on the video. But the cops pulled up and were like, well, it's not a felony. So they referred charges. It and then the be. guy's wife had to come pick him up, and I bet she was not happy. That was not a fun night for anyone. <laughs> no. But yeah, he was in court today. I haven't uh, read the story yet. I haven't posted the story yet, but it'll be in Thursday's edition. I got a lot of plugs for the Thursday edition this week. Sounds like a banger. It's going to be a banger. Bang. I can feel it. All right. Shall we move on to People's Champion of the Week? People's we have, oh, we have twin People's Champions. Ooh, from, a pair of, I believe, 2018 WF West High School graduates. Mm, they both got drafted yes, in the pros, mm. pro baseball. So Tyson Guerrero, a lefty pitcher out of UW, was drafted by the Kansas City Royals with the 349th overall pick. That's in the 12th round. And then Brandon White, a six foot eight, 240-pound junior right-hander mm. at Wazoo, was drafted by the Miami Marlins with the 359th pick, also in the 12th round. And... Kilgore and I are both uh, raising eyebrows at Brandon White being listed at 240 pounds. I've seen him recently. Still skinny. Yeah, and, he's, uh, a, he's yeah. a big dude, great pitcher. 240? Yeah, he might be fudging a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a slim fella. For sure. I'm not going to weight shame anybody here. I, I, <laughs> no. Uh, 12th round is pretty good. Um, I think Brandon White got taken in the – didn't he get taken in like the 14th round a couple years ago by the Dodgers out of high school? You would know that better than, than us. Um, I believe that's what it was. And Guerrero played one season at Wazoo, then went to Lower Columbia for a year, and then went to UW. Very uh, strange a, journey. Yeah, he's had a pretty good uh, pretty good season with UW, though. Pretty good college career. And Brandon White has also been pretty good for Wazoo. Those guys were both phenomenal high school pitchers. They shared the Chronicles All-Area Baseball MVP Award their senior year. Uh, when Weird. they led WF West, yeah, they led WF West to a 
second place finish their junior year and then a third place finish at the state baseball tournament their senior year. Damn, so dude. they're pretty good. Yeah, nice kids too. that's cool that they went so close. It was a definite Chehalis moment because it, right around the time it happened, I got about five texts from people saying, did you hear Tyson Guerrero went? And before I could even open all those texts, I had the second one, which was like, oh, Brandon White went as well. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, just a little context. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody around here who would have gone around the 12th round. What did, what did Brock Jones go? He was... Who? Brock... Yeah, you got it. Okay. Uh, for context, some of the higher drafted players, Mitch Geller went in the compensatory round, which is like round 1A. I think he was the 51st pick. And Andrew Pullen went in the fourth or fifth round to the Phillies. That was in 2012. Um, and since then, there's been, I think there's been a couple of kids drafted, but nobody as high as the 12th round uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Right. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, People's Champion of the Week. We got two of them. Throwing baseballs. Yeah. Hard. Yes. You guys want to do the Sirens Banger of the Week? I guess. You enjoy it. <laughs> wow. I also enjoy it sometimes, oh. Aaron. <laughs> wow. Who's having a bad day now? Yeah. It's uh, infectious. Sirens Banger day. of the Week is acting like a fool. Acting, acting a fool. This was just in the Sirens Roundup. Disorderly conduct. July 10th, the caller in the 1400 block of Northwest Louisiana Avenue, which is some Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was banging on the windows of customers asking for weed. Been Who there. hasn't been there? Been I there. Mean, yeah. And then also and on July 11th, a caller in the 300 block of Northwest Chehalis Avenue requested a subject who is acting like a fool, yelling at cars, and trying to fight with people. And they suggested they be trespassed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that how that verb works? Acting like a fool. Well, I, I, I was I startled know. by someone banging on my window. I told you about this, Aaron. I got to work and was drinking mm-hmm. my morning coffee, and this guy came up and just rapped on the window really hard, and I thought I was about to be robbed. Is that the parking lot out front? Out back. Oh, the, out front. I've had people one. knock on my window. And he asked for money, so I got out, and I gave him a couple bucks, and he jumped onto his BMX bicycle and rolled a uh, half block away and dived into the back of an open Jeep and stole everything he could get his hands on and kept going. Put your tops up, people. Yeah. <laughs> You really, uh, you really tracked that man, didn't you? Well, I mean, it was quick. He didn't care that I was watching. He he knew I was watching. So this was an early morning thing. So you were surprised. It wasn't like lunch when you eat your lunch in the Burger King parking lot. Oh no, I I eat my lunch in the Burger King parking lot, or sometimes in the parking lot out back. And I don't know why you think that's weird. <laughs> Safe, nice sanctuary. Um, and if anybody wants to sponsor my lunch, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll eat that and tell you in all about parking it lot. <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Kilgore, I agree. I hadn't seen trespassed used like that uh since it never in a news story not since like the bible uh every reporter has their own and that's a good good reference by the way yeah like that uh, their own wording and that's uh that's something she goes with it's technically correct so i go with it okay all right well ap style be damned uh i have not cultivated any facebook comments of the week oh, if you feel God. you need to see those log on to facebook and just click the story about bill nye yeah, <laughs> or there's, just go to the Chronicle and start looking at every comment. There's there's some takes there. Uh, anything else you want to add about this much-hyped Thursday edition you've been yammering on about for the last 40 minutes? I haven't yammered. I haven't yammered once. Uh, let's see. Reporter Eric Rosane's working on a closer look at that Shahil's, uh school board critical race theory resolution, or whatever you want to call it. Um, not sure what that'll look like because I haven't talked to him yet. Um, a co-defendant of the rapper Lil Mosey was in court today. Um, so we'll have an update on that case. Um, there's a 
um, if anyone recalls, the, the kid that was lured out of his house by a woman and then robbed and beaten up by Seminary Hill mm-hmm. last year. Uh, the last defendant in that case is going to be charged. So yeah, that's just a you know just a taste. Got some Centralia Council race coverage and uh, lots of other good stuff. It's going to be a good paper. It'll be a good one. All right, it's going to be a banger. I'm glad to hear it. And with that, we're going to wrap up this edition of Chronicle News Dump. As always, you can follow us on Spotify and leave us a. We haven't gotten a good review on Apple Podcasts in a while. Literally so zero. Oh, in a while. We we have some reviews, just nothing fresh. So go tell people what you think of us. Uh, just don't do it on Facebook, please. <laughs> And with that, (laughs) we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.